0: we supposed to raise young champions listen to adrian rogers if you love the child you'll discipline
1: the child proverbs 13 verse 24 he that spareth his rod hateth his son he that loveth him chasteth him betimes that means he does it early my dad when he used to spank me said son I'm just doing this because I love you your dad ever tell you that well I knew I was my dad's favorite he loved me a lot more than he loved my brother
0: Welcome to Love Worth Finding, where we share profound lessons from pastor, teacher, and author, Adrian Rogers. What's the difference between teaching a child and training a child? So many of us teach our children right from wrong and find they continue to go the wrong way. But scripture tells us we are to train up our children, to prepare them for future conflicts, to form them to a proper shape, discipline them for kingdom use we are to train up champions for Jesus Christ. So how do we do this? If you have your Bible handy, we'll be in Proverbs 22. Listen closely as Adrian Rogers begins with raising young champions. I want
1: you to take God's word and open please to Proverbs chapter 22, and one of the most familiar verses in all of the Bible as we continue our series of future for your family. Now, if you can't raise your kids right, your family's not going to have much of a future. So we want to speak to you today about raising young champions. And your child should be a champion. Not necessarily a champion in uh, the spelling bee, not necessarily a champion in the halls of academia, not necessarily a champion on the football team, but a champion for Jesus Christ. And this book is The Breakfast of Champions, folks. And I want us to look in here and see what God has to say about raising a child. A familiar verse, train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old he should not depart from it. Now what does it mean to train up a child? May I tell you, my friend, there is a difference in teaching a child and training a child. So many of us have taught our children and then see them turn and go wrong. Our problem is neglect and indifference. We think if we simply teach that that's all that needs to be done. But then we find out that the child becomes self-willed and self-centered and goes his own way. Let me tell you what the dictionary says to train means. It says to prepare for a contest to instruct by exercise, to drill, to form to a proper shape, to discipline for use. Now nobody ever learned to play football by simply reading a book on football or simply sitting in a classroom with a blackboard up there and a coach uh, drawing things on the blackboard as they. Used to call that skull practice when I was uh, playing football. But you really learn to play football under the guidance of a coach out on the field. So let me give you four things, parents, and I hope you'll take notes because there's an awful lot in this message. But there are four things I want you to learn that this verse tells us. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Number one, it is training that commences with childhood. Do you see it? Train up a child in the way that he should go. It doesn't say train up an adult, but train up a child. You must begin early. As a matter of fact, this word train up is a word that is used only four other times. In the Bible. And in those four other times, two times it is spoken of as a man dedicating his house, and two times it talks about Solomon dedicating the house of the Lord to the Lord. And so the idea of training up actually has the idea first of all of a dedication. You should begin by just simply dedicating your child to the Lord because the word train up and the word dedicate are interrelated and interlocked. The very first thing you should do is just give that child to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've done that with all of our children. We've gotten on our knees and offered our children up to the Lord. Begin, my dear friend, before they are born. Just dedicate them to the Lord. Train up a child. Now, let me give you some other verses Proverbs 19, verse 18. Chasten thy son while there is hope. Now, you see what that says? Start early while there's hope. Dear friend, if you don't start early, you're going to come to a hopeless situation. Proverbs 13, verse 24. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Now, if you have a King James, that's what it says, betimes, but the word betimes literally means early early. It has the idea of the dawn. That is, in the dawn of his life while he is a child, then you get started. Don't ever think that little children cannot learn. Friend, little children are learning a language before they are learning to walk. About the time they're learning to walk, they're hearing little words, they're beginning to articulate little monosyllables, da-da, mama, And before long, that little two- and three-year-old child can speak an entire language. How many of you know more than one language? Well, the language that you know you learned as a baby. Listen to Isaiah 28, verses 9 and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. The Bible says little babies just being weaned from their mother's breast can learn. And then this verse goes on to say, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. That's the way children learn. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. And you don't think they're learning, but like a sponge they are absorbing it all. Let me tell you why to start early with your children. You see, with a child, the curiosity factor is very high. What is the word that you hear from a little child so often? Why, Daddy? Why, Mommy? Why? Don't despise them when they ask why. What a golden opportunity that they're asking you why. But not only is the curiosity factor extremely high, the memory factor is incredibly high. Little children have a great ability to memorize things. And we often say, oh, if I were only a child again, if I could only memorize like little children can memorize. The curiosity factor, the memory factor, and oh, thank God, the humility factor. Little children are so humble. You see, when we get to be obstreperous adults like some of us, it's so hard now to break through that abominable pride and get in. That's the reason the Lord Jesus said to adults, Except ye be converted and become as little children, you'll in no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes a little child will come forward to give his or her heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, and some well meaning counselor will get that little child and ask that little child a lot of adult questions. And if the little child can't answer the adult questions, they say the little child child is not ready. Friend, you've got it just backward. It's not that the little child has to become like the adult. The adult has to become like a little child. Friend, when you have that curiosity factor, and that memory factor, and that humility factor, and then that ability to believe, children have an incredible trust factor. Oh, they can trust. Now that's not bad. That is wonderful. That is the way that God intended it. So the Bible says that you must convince with childhood. You remember what the apostle Paul told young Timothy? That from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures that are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Oh, dear friend, that child that God has given you is a great bundle of potentiality and how you need to start so very early. Tomorrow, That baby won't want to be rocked. Tomorrow, my dear friend, that toddler will not be asking why. Tomorrow, that schoolboy will not want you to help him with his lessons. Don't let this time pass through your fingers. Now, notice what it says. It says here, train up a child in the way, in the way that he should go. Now, look at the word way. The word way there has the idea of a bend in a branch, It actually has something to do with a bend and a bow, like a bow and arrow. And what it means is this, that every particular child has his own particular way. Children don't just come in standard packages. You have to read the label very carefully. In the way that he should go. And that's true with all of us. You see, my dear friend, God never makes copies, He only makes originals. And every one of us have those little idiosyncrasies and proclivities and things that God has put into every one of us. And your child comes with a certain conglomerate of genes and a certain conglomerate of uh, talents and abilities that later will become his spiritual gifts and how wise you are as a parent if you look at that child and see the way that he should go. And you see, like a river, if you were to go out here and try to change the course of the mighty Mississippi, it would be difficult to do. But if you go up to the headwaters, where it's just a little rivulet or a trickle, then you could do something about it. If you try to bend the trunk of a mighty oak, you will not do it. But if you take that mighty oak when it's just starting and just a little branch there, a little twig, then you can bend it. That's what God is saying. There is a way in which the child should go. And you need to study that child. Children are different. Friend, it is incredible how different children can be with the same parents. If you were to study the children in the Bible, you'd find out that Cain and Abel, Were sons of Adam and Eve? How different was Cain from Abel? Absalom and Solomon were both sons of David. But who who studies the Bible cannot see the incredible difference between an Absalom and a Solomon? Jacob and Esau were sons of the same father and the same mother. But what a difference there was between Jacob and Esau. And I think of our four children, and the way they are so different, sometimes I wonder if they have the same parents. But I'm absolutely certain they do. And yet they are so different in their attitudes, their gifts, and in their demeanor, and in their psyche, they are so different. But thank God they have all one thing in common All of our children love the Lord Jesus Christ. But you see the Bible says find out the way in which he should go and don't fight against it. Cooperate with it. Perhaps I've told you about Thomas Alva Edison. He was an incredibly brilliant man. He was a genius. But let me tell you something about Thomas Edison. When he was a little boy and he went to school you know what the teacher said? Take this child out of school. He's too stupid to learn anything. I can't teach him anything. He is a stupid child. Do you know what Thomas Edison's mama said? She said, my boy is not stupid. You just don't understand him. He's not stupid. Give him to me. I'll teach him. And she taught him. She saw something that a teacher could not see. And parents, if they are led of the Lord, will understand that they are to train up a child in the way that he should go. It is training, if you're going to train a champion, number one, that commences with childhood. Number two, it is training that communicates with creativity. It commences with childhood. It communicates. With creativity. Now the Bible says here, train up a child. Now I told you that that word train up has in its etymology the idea of dedication. But it has another meaning also. And it has the meaning of putting something in the mouth to be tasted. In Bible times the midwives, in order to get a little baby to begin the sucking motion, or to create taste so the little baby would swallow its food, The Arab midwife and the Hebrew midwife would sometimes take crushed dates and mix them with honey or olive oil, put that on the finger, and then rub the palate of that baby. Now the word uh, train up actually has in its root also to touch the palate just take your finger and rub it back there on the back of your mouth and you can't help but swallow. It just triggers the swallowing motion. And and to get a little baby to swallow they would touch the the palate. Now that's very interesting because that is the word that is here in uh, Proverbs 22 verse 6 which says, Train up a child. What it means is this, put something in their mouth to be tasted create a thirst, create a hunger for the Word of God. You will never force-feed a child the Word of God. Oh, how we need to creatively teach the Word of God. This is talking about a way of life. You can't teach what you don't know any more than you can come from where you've not been. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Now watch this. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. This is not talking about a formal family worship, though I believe in that. Just when you're going in and out, when you're lying down, getting up, sitting around the house, you just talk of them. Now the Bible teaches what a wonderful way this was to teach. Who was the master teacher? Who was the best teacher who ever taught in the world? Who was He? Of course, Jesus And how did Jesus teach His disciples? Well, as He was going along, He'd see someone sowing, and He'd say, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And then He'd teach a spiritual lesson. He'd see some beautiful flowers. He'd say, Consider the lilies, how they grow. And then the Lord Jesus would teach. I mean, Jesus saw lessons in everything. He was the master teacher Now that's the way you are to teach your child when you rise up, when you lie down, when you go out and come in and all of this. You see, put something in the mouth to be tasted. It doesn't have to be dull. It doesn't have to be dry. There can be Bible reading, Bible stories, Bible games, Bible memories, Christian books, Christian music. Get them. Have them in your home. Learn to give rewards for work well done. Give rewards for memory verses. You say, Well, I don't believe in bribing people to do things. That's not a bribe. Do you know the difference between a bribe and a reward? A bribe is where you try to get someone to do what he ought not to do for money or for some other thing. It is a bribe is an inducement to do wrong. A reward is thanks for doing right teach the children that there is a law of sowing and reaping and reward them for these things don't ram it down their throat but teach them teach them this verse teaches if you'd raise a young champion that it must be training that commences with childhood number 2 it must be training that communicates with creativity number 3 number 3 It must be training that corrects with consistency. Did you get the word consistency? That corrects with consistency. Now don't get the idea that your little darling uh, doesn't need to be corrected. Now the modern behaviorist psychologist, he'll just teach you that that your child is like a little rosebud and all you have to do is let him unfold, just let him bloom. He'll unfold to black your eye. Let me tell you something, friend. Don't get the idea that your child is a little angel. The Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. It doesn't say that a child is a fool. No child is a fool. But foolishness, the word literally means silliness, is bound up in the heart of a child. And don't you buy into the psychology that says if little Throckmorton wants to cut the leg off the dining room table, you keep the saw sharp so it won't frustrate the little deer. No, no. <laughs> there comes a time. There comes a time when you have to correct. And there is an Adamic predisposition in that child, your child, my child, any child, to do wrong. And so there must be correction with consistency. Now, you need to discipline your child. Let me give you four reasons for disciplining any child. First of all, if you love the child, you'll discipline the child. Proverbs 13, verse 24 He that spareth his rod hateth his son. He that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. That means he does it early. You say, well, I just love him so much I can't do it. You're telling a lie. You don't love him. You love you. It gives you displeasure, and therefore you don't do it, not out of love for the child, but out of selfish love for yourself. You're not better than God. And the Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 6, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Are you better than God? Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And by the way, my dad, when he used to spank me, said, son, I'm just doing this because I love you your dad ever tell you that well I knew I was my dad's favorite he loved me a lot more than he loved my brother (laughs) I'll tell you another reason you need to do it not only because you love your child but as I've already alluded to because of the nature of human nature Proverbs 22 verse 15 foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him now lest anybody write me a letter and say oh you ought not to beat a child with a rod May I tell you that the word rod here, R-O-D, does not mean a, a stick like the handle of a shovel. It's a word that can simply mean a branch, a twig, like a switch that will sting but do no harm. But children, my dear friend, need to understand that there is a moral nature in the universe, that there is a retribution for doing wrong. Fear is a good lesson Now, everybody needs to learn it. You say, well, I don't want my child to be raised fear, not cringing fear, but dear friend, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The man, the boy, the girl who fears God the most loves him the best. The fear of the Lord is love on its knees. I'll tell you what else it'll do if you'll correct your child. It'll save you from so much disgrace. Oh, so much disgrace. Do you know what juvenile delinquents are? So many times they're the result of juvenile parents. Excuse me, of delinquent parents, and I could say juvenile parents. Proverbs 29 verse 15, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. So many kids roaming the streets today. We call them latchkey kids. They are raised with a television for a babysitter. Yes, they bring the mother to shame. Proverbs 29 verse 17, correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight to thy soul. My dear friend, if you don't want to come to shame, if you don't want your children to be a reproach to you, then you better begin early. Now, I'll tell you the greatest reason though for disciplining and correcting with consistency, it will keep your boy or your girl out of hell. Out of hell. Listen to Proverbs 23, verses 13 and 14. Withhold not correction from the child, if thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die, thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Now that does not mean that you'll beat sin out of a child. Nobody can beat sin out of a child. It does not mean child abuse. The Bible is very clear and very plain against any kind of child abuse. But the child that does not learn to respect authority from his parents will not respect authority in the schoolroom. He will not respect authority in the church house. He will not respect God's authority. And ultimately, he will become a rebel and a fool and he will die and go to hell. That's what the Word of God says.
0: And with that grave reminder of the urgency to raise children to know and respect God's authority, we'll stop today's message right there and pick back up with part two tomorrow. But maybe today, as you've listened, you have questions regarding your faith in Jesus. We'd love to offer an insightful resource on our website, the Find God's Love page. There, you'll discover resources and materials that will answer questions you may have about your relationship with God. Click Find God's Love when you go to lwf.org forward slash radio. Now, if you'd like to order a complete copy of today's message, you can call us at one love god and mention the title, Raising Young Champions. This message is also part of the nine-message series, A Future for the Family. To order that, call 877-LOVE-GOD, or you can order online at lwf.org forward slash radio. Well, that's our broadcast for today. Thank you for studying in God's Word with us. Remember this for today, you can't teach what you don't know. Know the Word of God like the back of your hand. Read it, live it, teach it to your children and join us tomorrow for part two of Raising Young Champions right here on Love Worth Finding. An international listener reached out recently and said these encouraging words, I love this blessed program. I often listen to it and share it with my family as well as with friends and acquaintances. God bless such an excellent ministry. Glory be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, at Loveworth Finding, our mission is to draw people to Jesus and help believers grow deeper in their faith. And to thank you for your gift of support right now that helps us do that we want to send you our Marriage and Family Booklet Collection. This bundle features popular studies such as the music of marriage, how to raise godly children, and more. Request this five-booklet resource when you call with a gift at 1-877-LOVE-GOD. 1-877-568-3463 Or give online at lwf.org forward slash radio. And thanks for your generous support of Love Worth Finding.